Welcome, everyone, to the TZR Podcast, episode 61. I'm your host, Justin Skirbo, and today I'm joined by the devilishly handsome Justin Chow. Hi! <laughs> and the always dapper Alex Shock. Hello, did, everyone. You did me before first, and I thought before. you were gonna, You did, <laughs> you did me before first. All right, we're good. You thought I was going to change him, up yeah. this time? All right, well, nah, well, you said handsome, and it just went. It's, it's like, it can't be me. It can't be. <laughs> no look way. at this man. Look, you I can came from work. Now. You look so pretty. I With know. cardigan. Is it a cardigan? What's a cardigan? It, this is a cardigan. Nice. <laughs> I don't think I own a cardigan. I own well, one. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me. All right. Welcome, everyone, to our first ever well not our first ever this is actually the second video podcast that we did we if you remember uh episode 50 was also a video podcast um but this time we're trying something a little bit different we want to get into a bit more of a routine with this so i hope the lighting's good i hope all this everything sounds great you guys have probably not seen this unless you visited us uh during extra life this year yeah but this is our fantastic tzr office or as we like to call it the loffice which i've made that joke many times on the podcast already but anyway so this is it it looks pretty cool We'll take you around later, maybe. Yeah, we made Not it. today. So, guys, we have a lot to talk about today. But first, I want to remind all of our listeners that our podcast publishes every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we You can download our podcast on Google Play Music, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all of that cool stuff. Uh, please rate our podcast if you like listening to us every week. And if you have any questions for us, you can reach us at podcast at com. Guys, we have a couple of news topics to get into. But first, I want to talk about what's everybody playing? Happy New Year's! Happy New Year's! Happy, Happy New, New Year's, Year, yes. guys! Actually, I haven't seen you since 2016. Yeah, but Alex, you can go first. Alex, what are you playing? <laughs> I've been away a lot, to be honest. So I'm I plowed through Final Fantasy 15. I'm on the very last part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we've talked about this game to death, but I'm really looking forward to kind of getting through this and then starting something like. Um, Last Guardian. Cool. Last Guardian, really? You're thinking about playing? Yeah, Last Last Guardian or Doom. I think it might be next on my list. I feel like I have only have experience with Doom. Doom is awesome. I feel like I'm missing Um, out because you talk about it. You and Frank talk about it all the time. It's a great game. It's really, really great. I've heard really good things. The Last Guardian I'm like morbidly interested in, just to like say that I know what's going on with it, but... I would like, from what I understand from like the popular opinion, I think you'll have more fun with Doom. Shadow of the Classes is like my favorite game of all time mm-hmm. like it's up there so i feel like i kind of have to give it like at least a shot yeah and yeah. some people are saying there's like there are good things being said yeah but i mean so what if they're generally negative a game, <laughs> a game can't be completely terrible unless it's like superman 64 yeah or assassin's creed the movie <laughs> that was a great movie justin what are you playing um well so something i did just pick up that's not Final Fantasy fucking 15 related is my GameCube controller for Super Smash Bros. Melee on the computer. And apparently you can play online. And I've been playing nonstop for like two days. What's what's it actually called? It's like a ROM hack, right? Yeah. Well, I know Dolphin is like the actual emulator. But like there's like a version of Melee that you can play online. I can't remember what it's called. Um, You're playing it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it just says Super Smash Bros. Melee. Oh, okay. Yeah. Five I thought point. it was called, like, DreamNet or something. I might be wrong. Oh, NetPlay. NetPlay. Yeah, okay. NetPlay. I've been playing with a friend of mine from uh, Puerto Rico and um, not the other. Uh, Feifei. He's a great guy. But we've been playing a lot, and uh, it's gotten me back into that, like, reinvigorated, like, esports mentality. Minus the fact that I haven't played Rocket League for a while. But I've been playing a lot of Melee. And yeah. uh, then I started watching videos, which then gets – it's like a rabbit hole, you know? You, like, you just start going, and you're like, well – 
what kind of combo videos do this guy have? Oh is, my god, I'll never get to that point. Is there like a lobby system, or do you just no, kind of no, join no, your no. Friends? it's uh, join your friends. You give them a code and they join in, hmm. so you host and whatever. But that's been a lot of fun. And I mean, how's the lag and stuff? Because I imagine in a very like Puerto precision Rico, game, it's not good. But <laughs> it's like, is it is it brawl bad? No, actually, surprisingly, I think it's better than Smash Four online. Really, like that, speed wise. Well, Smash Four is like not optimized for net play at all like that no, was bad that's a hot mess i mean yeah no it, 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 it worked when it worked it worked and when it didn't it you just could not play yeah it was yeah. unplayable but um so that's what i've been doing lately how about you what have you been playing so um i i haven't really had like a main game that i've been playing i've been kind of dabbling with a lot of different things um still on here is the storm like almost every other day hmm. um Actually, on our stream, on our Trophy Hunting Tuesday stream, I got, like, neck deep into I Am Setsuna, which I started before break, didn't really have much time to play during break, but uh, I'm kind of into it now, and the story's getting better. It's still just as predictable and trite as I thought it would be. Um, the combat's getting way better. I Am Setsuna, right? Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, very Chrono Trigger-like. I mean, the similarities are uncanny. Like, it literally is trying to be that exact game. Yeah. Um, but it's fun, so I'm having a good time with that. I actually picked up Street Fighter V again. I've been messing around with that a lot. Yeah. Uh, they added a couple of new characters. Akuma is in it now. Um, so I'm just good. trying to like learn the mashups. I haven't gotten him yet, so I don't play as him. Um, I'm kind of weird. When it comes to fighting games, I get into the mentality of like the, I know one character, and I will only play that one character because like if I'm going to get good, I need to understand this character and their matchup with everybody else in the game. You know yeah. what I mean? So I feel like every time I try to pick up someone new, it resets all of the learning that I put into the combos. It resets all of the learning into the matchups and all this stuff. So, like, yeah. They I'm... did that with Smash a few times. They, like, added uh, updates where they, like, changed, like, dynamics of certain, like, attacks. Mm -hmm. And it didn't change it up too much. Just people started spamming those moves. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking of, like, I'm from a consistency perspective. I'm just yeah. like, okay, I know Cammy. Cammy is my character. Like I, like, I know how to be good with her in certain scenarios, but I just don't know all of the matchups yet. Well, so. well, we used to play Melee a lot more, like, after school. Like, you and I would always, like, change up, and we would always change our characters. I guess it wasn't exactly, a, like, uber-competitive environment. Yeah, it was. Between, <laughs> me and, between me and you. But, Super competitive. You know, but we would just twitch it up. People would um, cry. Try to have fun. Oh no! But uh, we, yeah, we, it was it's hard to stick with one character sometimes because you just sometimes you just need a break. You're not you're not playing that well with like one guy, and then you switch to Captain Falcon and just have like a an awesome time. Yeah, like, the knee just <laughs> fuck that the guy. Face, yeah, oh, that's great. So I've been messing around with those. That's kind of my, been my normal jam since then. Um, that's that's really all. The, I mean, the next thing I'm looking forward to is uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, but we're still kind of a month what? out from that. Is that the next big title that's coming out? For me, there's yes. I think there's something else coming in January. Oh, is it? Um, Resident Evil 7 is also coming out in February. Gra Gravity Rush? When's Gravity that? Rush is coming in January. I think that comes out next week. Is it? Uh, right, it's soon. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm, I'm like, like lukewarm with that. Like, I had fun with Gravity Rush 1, but I wasn't like blown away where I'm like, okay, I need this game. You know what yeah. I mean? I have a feeling that it's not going to sell very well, but... Probably not. We'll see. I'm, I'm excited. I, I, wanna, I did like the first one. I didn't play the first one. I remember talking to you about it, and I'm like, did you see this game? And you're like, dude, that game's been out for like... Four years. I only just played it recently. Yeah, because I did. I borrow from you. No, I think you got it from your job. The I might have gotten the remaster one. Yeah, I'm gonna and I might have. Actually, I'm gonna borrow that from my coworker who's a big gamer. Mm. Um, did you platinum that game? I think you did. Ah, uh, I, I. You know, it's funny. I was actually thinking about that the other day because I loved it so much. There'd be no reason not to. Yeah, mm. I platinum like one game, and it was. 
It's like that stupid Cora uh, game oh, that I gave a leave, I gave one? a leave it to, but I I platinumed it. Oh my gosh. I don't know why. I just was like, oh, I know hey, what you're so, talking about. Sometimes you're just into those yeah. bad games. You know, it happens. I think it was just so it was easy, it's and there were game. there were bits, and I was good at it, or it was super easy. I don't know. Yeah. And so I just like charged through it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I've been. I actually want to go back and see if see how far I got in that. Okay. There might have been like one really annoying one that I was like forget it i i think i avoided doing it because there was a lot of like getting the highest rank in certain mission things and i was just like i I can't be bothered with that yeah Yeah. well what do you say we get into some news guys there's plenty to talk about actually just in the last few days it's funny over break literally nothing happens nothing happens over break but then the moment the new year starts and everybody's back at work it's just this torrential downpour of news it's actually kind of funny because i was like looking at my youtube feed every day last week and it was just like Top seven uh, like games of 2017 that you're excited about, and I was like, you have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else is going on. I think yeah, everyone just went into hibernation. Everyone comes back, starts flipping the lights on, and everyone yeah. wants to talk about. Stuff like, oh, now. by the way, Atari, start sending stuff out. <laughs> Get to your PR people. Let's do this. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's up? So our first topic is on Nintendo Switch third-party support, okay? Mm. So when the Switch was announced, we got this nice PDF that showed us all of these third-party uh, <laughs> companies. It's a great yeah. PDF. Y- you know, all, really nice. all these companies that are supporting them. Yeah, and it was impressive, right? Mm-hmm. Like Arc System Works and From Software and all this stuff. It was crazy how many different names we saw in there. But in the last week, there's actually been a little... Uh, upheaval like with a, some of the third parties which is weird you know hmm. um so arguably one of the biggest uh third party titles that's going to be coming out this year is mass effect andromeda and they their director i can't his name escapes to me right now but went on record in saying that they have zero plans to have a switch version of mass effect hmm. oh we, yeah no i did see that I yeah. like via tweet right yeah and this isn't the only one so not only persona not only was there mass effect that kind of abandoned it but then also uh we got a statement about persona 5 not coming out on um uh what's call it switch switch which is sort of an odd decision uh our writer dave wrote up a piece about this uh expressing his disdain for this decision um so it's just sort of weird seeing this kind of like abandonment of, or not abandonment, but some third parties, you know, being a little, you know, cautious with what yeah. titles they're going to be porting over to the system. I mean, what, what do you they, guys think? Sorry, I was going to say they were probably, I bet some of them were a little surprised to see themselves on that gorgeous PDF. So wait, so? did Nintendo Ooh. just like, oh, uh, people like games from these guys and these, let's just put them on there and then we'll talk to them later and see if it's okay with them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I the part of me that's getting nervous at this point, right, is like when the Wii U came out, we heard all of these uh, statements from Nintendo and at their press conference that they're like, yeah, we've got the third party support. Assassin's Creed 3, uh, mm-hmm. Mass Effect 3, Batman, Batman, Have you heard of Batman before? Deus Ex, they're like, we've got all He's these got third glow. parties. Yeah. They're like, they shock you sometimes. Yeah, uh... so like they, they were really on their high horse about third party support and I mean... In... It's so important. It's so important. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's the only way that a console can really survive in this ecosystem, right? I mean, Nintendo's done an admirable job of surviving just on first party support and their first party games are great. Nobody's going to argue that the first party games aren't right. fantastic and they're also going to have the touchscreen multi-touch stuff so now they're also probably and i'm just shooting spitballing i don't really know they might include like app games appable games or games from like the app store onto their switch stuff yeah like think about it like they're going into nintendo uh, they're going like with mario run thing and then they're going to have like a what's it called animal crossing which on. is which is not doing great yeah i heard which one's not I doing great? mario run He's got, I don't oh really iPhone, but i did try so it. It the yeah i just this is in the news today too like the stats on this are like 
90 million sold, which is good. I mean, sorry, 90 million downloaded, yeah. but only 3 million have like paid for it. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people were just sort of dipping their feet into it, you know what I mean? I'll be interested to see what the actual numbers are going to be once it involves uh, Android users as well. 3 million at $10 per app? That's a that's I, a, a good I, chunk I mean, of change, what, you know. It's a lot of money. They probably paid they for the app's development. Yeah, but not for what sure. they were expecting. Probably not. Like three million, uh, three over ninety nine. I mean, it's three percent. Um, they thought they were going to get ninety nine million downloads. I didn't think they'd get a hundred. I'm sure they didn't think they'd get a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But the conversion rate, or on something like Ninten- on a Nintendo product, yeah. Like you look at the Nintendo Classic, like people can't get enough of that thing. Yeah. So yeah. and people were excited about this and they were excited 99 million like downloads worth but hmm. they then they played the game and they're like this is fun but is it ten dollars fun yeah like compared to all the other apps that are out so what there what does that like tell you are you thinking like well so they're shooting for us essentially right but do you think we're all that inclined to buy nintendo anything that has like nintendo on the title of it turns out not that many yeah, people apparently are not it unless it's pokemon yeah so how, how did we get here from Switch? <clears throat> so, so this could be a game that, like, this could have been, like, I guess a test run for them for Switch if they really wanted to dive into that realm. I don't think they're going to go that direction because they're Nintendo. Yeah. And that'd be kind of like a, a cutting-edge solution for them. Yeah. Um. So, unfortunately, I'm kind of expecting them to go the way of the Wii U, not in the sense of the rapid decline, but I think they're... It's like anything anything Nintendo does on a smartphone device yeah. has been... See, <laughs> see, my thing is, is I just... In regards to third-party support just in general, like I feel like I need to see some sort of real investment for a new major title that's coming out, right? Because thus far... And I mean, hopefully we'll see that at the January 12th event, which is next week, by the mm. way. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. Um, Like, all we've seen thus far is Skyrim. And it's like, no, sure... No, I'm saying third, third party. party. Oh, third party. So it's Sorry. like, so Skyrim, it's like, okay, like, you know, that we're talking about a couple year old game at this right. point, a remaster or what have you, which is exactly what happened with the Wii U with Mass Effect 3 and Deus Ex and all this other stuff. But it's like, if we were to see something like Mass Effect or Persona be committed to a new console like that, that would that would speak volumes as for, mm. you know, what the console I, can do. I think my issue, it's not that... Like, say they, they have Andromeda, right? They they come out and they say it. And it's sure. Like everyone's happy. Yeah. Um, But to me, it's not about just having, like, those five killer third-party games. It's like, people don't want those. I mean, they do. But they want, like, the collection. They want all those crappy games that maybe... I Like, maybe I want to see Dynasty Warriors on there. Maybe I want to see a Naruto game the on there. Well, yeah. Actually, game. you probably will see a well, game. Well, my thing... Like, I think what it is is it's, like... Um, it's creating a an expectation of the user, right? So if if EA says yes, our brand new game we're putting onto this console, not a remake, not a remaster, not a port, our new game is going right. to be available on this. In my eyes, or what I'd assume the con- what the consumer would think is, okay, they're in on this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. EA is making an effort to to look at the Switch as an equal platform with their other consoles, right? And, and that's the big question, right? And yeah. and that's why I think these decisions or, or these announcements speak volumes because this is EA basically saying, and in so many words, and I'm not trying to create hyperbole or whatever, but that the Switch is not on the same playing field as PS4 and Xbox, which is it's it, on like a kind of a bummer, you know? Different playing field. Well, it, from this is all rumors and speculations. Obviously, we'll know more next week, but it's like... 
from what it sounds like, it's like PlayStation up here, Xbox, and it's like Switch is like it's like somewhere in between. It's, it's like, like there. For it. No, it's yeah. not between those, but it's it's approaching those, and it sounds like from like the way that Bethesda talked about it, or sorry, I think it was from you Software talked about it, uh, putting their oh uh, yeah, dark, yeah, 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 they were talking about Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they said like you know it's. We're pretty happy with you know we're happy with it yeah uh, so it's like it's possible I don't the problem with the Wii U is you know it had the stupid two screens and you were forced to make something weird like yeah so this, even if it's less it's underpowered you should be able to make I don't, yeah. don't want to call it a port but a, a an under a lower yeah like a lower out. res I, yeah. I know what you're saying it. Like with the Wii U, they had yeah. to actually design the game around the control scheme. Right. Right. For the Switch, they don't have to design it around the control scheme. Right. But it sounds like they, at least in this scenario, they have to accommodate the platform's capabilities. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure right. if you know. Well, see, now I'm wondering because they they do talk about like uh, creating ports and why it's actually more difficult to create a port from a game, say like you know Final Fantasy uh, Final Fantasy Seven, right? All the way back then, and just to make like an HD remake version of it. It's actually a lot more difficult because with the like intensive graphics that you have, right. everything else looks really messed up. Sure. So they have to like repurpose everything. But now I'm wondering if they make a game for that, like PS4, how hard is it to downgrade it? Like, well, is it harder? I, I think that's it, that's the question easier? now. I think that's yeah. the question. Now. I don't think it's a shoe in. You know? Yeah. And mm. well, I guess what we're saying is, I want them like if they're making Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, I, it should be able to be like, oh, the Switch, that's an easy thing to accommodate. Yeah. And it's no issue. Because if it's an issue, you're immediately going to just lose like a whole bunch of developers and new games. Yeah. yeah. And I, so I, that's I, really the worrying bit. Yeah, I totally agree. I think like, I feel like for developers, it's like, all right, so what's the what's the main console that we're developing for? Or rather, what's the, the highest output console that we're developing for? And then PC. That's like, right. <laughs> And that's, like, the hardest one to develop for to make everything look good. But then hitting, like, lower tier. Like, if somebody was to develop something for, like, the SNES, I feel like that would be really easy now, you know? So yeah. maybe, I don't know. I'm well, just trying to draw a, a lot of the time they're downgrading just like, to, like, hey, upgrading. Let's, let's make a game for PlayStation 4 and Xbox. They're essentially the same system. Like, this is easy. Mm-hmm. And but now you, and a lot of times I think they're making console games. And then you'll see the, the PC release later. Yeah. yeah. And then you get a lot of issues with the PlayStation or the... Um, the PC, PC like ports, yeah. yeah so, yeah. I don't know how much work, and that comes out later. Well, I think it's because like the architecture that they're developing yeah. on is, I'm sure the console architecture is pretty like similar when you're going between something like Xbox and PlayStation. Okay, yes. I mean, even when you see like graphical comparisons and stuff, there are differences, but it's not drastic by any stretch of the imagination. You know so, what I mean? With yeah. something like the Switch, it seems like there is an actual. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, we're again, we're just we're you know we're speaking towards speculation here. Um, it'd be hilarious if this thing was just like you know yeah. double the power of a PlayStation. Like, yeah, I'm I'm just saying like you know, it, it speaks volumes when one of the a couple of the biggest developers in third party titles, you know, decides to yeah. not go on this new. Console. It's worrying. Yeah. Last thing is that because it's all speculation still, but even though like I feel like all the things that were speculated back in like June that came true, now I feel like all speculation has just become fact most of the time. Yeah. A lot of it, I mean, there's there's truth in every lie, right? Ah, it has graphics. How good are they? Moving on. (laughs) Yeah. So alternatively, (laughs) so alternatively for uh, for Nintendo Switch news, we did get a rumor from Ubisoft. uh, Well, actually, from Laura Kate Dale, our favorite uh, Twitter Nintendo insider, right? 
saying that there is, or she's predicting or rumoring. A lot of things that she's predicted in the past have become true in the past like month or two. She's saying that Beyond Good and Evil 2, Mm. a very high demand, you know, uh, cult following game mm-hmm. that people have been waiting for for over a decade a long time people, right I, we saw people at comic-con like two years ago wearing costumes oh for totally it. so they're saying that that game is now called project odyssey or something like that or that's the code name that it's going to go under and it will be a 12 month timed exclusive on the nintendo switch which is kind okay. of ridiculous. Like, if that's true, that's in the same territory as something like what Bayonetta 2 did for the Wii U, mm-hmm. which would be crazy impressive. And that, I, was, that was an exclusive forever. That was, that was an exclusive yeah. forever. But but I think the idea of Nintendo stepping up, paying for a game to happen, like Beyond Good and Evil 2 has been in this development, you know, hell for however long. <laughs> and now, you know, for someone like Nintendo to step up and say, hey, we want this time to exclusive and they front the money for that, I think that's yeah. it, that could move constantly. Is that the case, though, or is that... This is a rumor right now. This is a rumor I mean, that... So, but is it the rumor that it's coming out for Switch, or that they're fronting the money and, like, supporting The this? rumor is that there is a 12-month ex- uh, timed exclusivity for Beyond Good and Evil 2, now known as Project Odyssey, uh, for the Nintendo Switch. And I think the only way that that would happen, and the way that it's historically happened with games mm-hmm. like Tomb Raider, with games like, you know, uh, I can't think of another example now, but these other timed <laughs> exclusives, it's because that developer is fronting the money for it. Like, like Xbox yeah. paid for Rise of the Tomb Raider to Did be they? timed exclusive, absolutely. Well, no, they paid for it to be timed exclusive, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that game was developed... By, it was like, developed by that, Crystal that, Dynamics like, and everything, yeah. Yeah, that didn't need any help. But yeah. but again, they, they made it, like, they essentially, like, made that situation happen. And now this is Nintendo stepping up to the plate saying, hey, we're doing this. So you're this. saying that because of the time exclusive for a game that's, like, you know, widely hyped right now, that uh, it will move consoles. Like, I think I think because alone. it's this like legendary title. This is this is a game that like people have thought about and it. wanted forever. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I, saying for the cult following for it, this it, is a very serious title. It, you know. Yeah, I mean it's it's on the level of like you know we had uh, Final Fantasy Versus, which is now Final Fantasy 15 that came yeah. out, and then we had the Final Fantasy 7 remake. And then we finally got Lost Guardian, or Last, Last Guardian. Shenmue and then we have three and all these other weird. Oh my god! Kingdom so Hearts. Yeah. Uh, the only one above all that is is your your Half Life threes. Yeah, exactly. But, but, but like it's it's in that ballpark Beyond. of these yeah. like legendary is it going to happen kind right. of games. And if if Nintendo, Will they, won't they? <laughs> yeah, like if Nintendo's the one that's like, yeah, like we're going to do this. I would say at bare minimum, anybody who buys a, a Switch when it comes out, mm-hmm. that will be an add on game. You know what I mean? Like you'll get your Zelda, but I think it, very serious say that that's that maybe it won't be the reason why someone buys a console yeah. but it will definitely be part of that, that transaction be very true but i will say i probably me personally because i haven't played the first one nor do i really know that much about no 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 that's like that horror game yeah Wait, so you're saying it's a launch title I, well they're saying that or it's going to be a 12 month time to exclusive i don't know hopefully we'll find out next week i don't know if i personally care that much about it okay. but yeah no i hear you i mean now, if they said Final Fantasy VII Remake was coming on the Switch, and Surprise is coming out this March, then See, that, that, that would, would be different. Yeah. Would like would our previous either. conversation, I think that would be a major title. If, if they said that it wasn't coming out on that, I think that would be a huge problem. Yeah. Beautiful Joe. No More Heroes. Both of these. I'm looking for it. Absolutely. Beautiful Joe. Still have yet to play that. He just looks like Captain Falcon. Just but like mini. No, I played it like Holy two shit. seconds with you. It's so much fun. For like, uh, on your old like PlayStation back in like your old house. When a long time ago. Wait a second. It's okay. No, no, you can keep talking. (laughs) Um, Camera's dead. We're just going to cut it in between topics. Okay. 
Is the camera dead then? No. I didn't know we were oh. between topics. It's because we didn't interact with it for so long that it oh. snapped. But that was good. That was actually like a nice uh, transition. So for those of you that are listening to the audio version of this podcast, <laughs> uh, we are doing this on video. And the camera just stalled for a second. But we're just going to We're testing right things up. out and seeing what it would look like if we did everything on video. Yeah. We're going to pick right back up. So let's move on to our next topic. <laughs> let's Kay. do it. So IGN released a trailer this week, a re-reveal trailer for the game Rhyme. Mm-hmm. And this game got came back from the dead. Do you guys remember this game? Have you heard of this game? Oh my god, no. I have never heard of this game. <laughs> okay. All so, the games you talk about. Guys, I'm so I'm so deep. These are deep cuts. So um Rhyme was a game that was announced at GDC two years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. The original trailer came out. It's this beautiful action adventure style game. Uh, it shares a lot of similarities with something like Ico, but uh, like a very cool color palette deep you know, down. associated with it. Um, something like Deep Down, yeah. I'm going through the oh, archives. Yeah, no, of... Deep Down's that's a deep cut. That game's never coming out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So this game Rhyme ended up like kind of fading into obscurity when there was this weird thing where they were questioned about whether or not the trailer actually had a game behind it to support it. And then it was something like, no, it wasn't. It was just sort of a manufactured trailer. Mm-hmm. Well, now IGN released this new trailer that's an actual gameplay footage trailer for this game, Rhyme. And it is beautiful. Hmm. It is beautiful. It looks... Uh, so I had a, sh- I did a short write-up about it. And essentially, we're looking at, you know awesomely beautiful color palette like disney-esque looking characters Mm -hmm. uh you play as this young boy on an island and you're trying to figure out the mysteries of this island and all of your puzzles sort of help build different things within the island it's like almost sounding familiar so if i watch the i I saw it again yeah i'm i'm scraping through all of my memories and nothing is that's not even familiar about it didn't come out last week so you're probably not gonna get to it's true i have a really bad well this is what it is like this game this game ostensibly died like it, it was it was huge when the trailer came out and then like again faded into obscurity nobody knew about it so it's kind of awesome that we're seeing a revival of this game you know yeah that it's actually coming out and going to turn into a thing see like that level of excitement that you're having for that i guess mirrors my excitement for shenmue 3 is going to be amazing guys oh my god you forgot about that until right now didn't you yeah i did actually (laughs) until you said that two seconds ago never heard of it uh, I'm kidding. Yeah, I was like, what? No, that can't be right. I can't imagine what the like release schedule is like for that game. That was that Kickstarter one that got like three million dollars yeah. in like a couple minutes or something. Because there's so many people who are like, what happens to Ryu? Yeah. Does he get his ven- uh, revenge? Vengeance. vengeance. Does he get vengeance? Is that anyway? Yeah. yeah. Except for it. Did you ever play any of the Shenmue games? I played the first one and I spent too much time looking in drawers and I didn't meet up with my brother when I was supposed to because I was like, oh wait, time moves in real time. This yeah. is weird. <laughs> yeah. I looked at I looked at all the pants. I needed there to was... see if there was something under the t-shirts. There's something in those drawers. There's that I a lot to find. of there's a lot of things to interact with. Oh man, I had fun with just collecting stupid Sonic figures. Anyway, let's Shenmue keep going. Three. Okay, on to our next topic. So. Earlier this week, from software, Alex, do you want to give us the details on this? So, from software uh, is sure. waiting for this topic. Twenty seventeen. Sure. And we get to so, talk about all the games that might come out. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, I wrote up something. I think it was yesterday. You yeah. know, this is you know pretty pretty new news. Um, from software. Oh, what's the guy's name? Um, President. The director, right? The yes, he um, was speaking to a Japanese website for gamer. Mm-hmm. And he started talking about these projects that they have coming out. Oh my and, god. yeah, so he's... Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's sort of like speculation, but it's coming from him. So there's nothing like... We don't have any lockdown evidence on any of this. So, yeah. you know, still take all this with a grain of salt, but 
Um, he said they have one, maybe two projects coming out in 2017, and they're working on possi- oh, like they're man. working on three games, maybe more. So Do like you for think the future, we are looking at like announcement come E3 and holiday season like launch. I th- I think that's totally possible. I mean, you made a very astute point in your article where. You know they they have release they have released a game every year. You know what I mean. We had uh, Dark Souls three this year or last year. The year before that was Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. The year before that was Dark Souls two. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in between there was the remaster of Dark Souls two. Right. Like, um, there they have this cadence down where they're releasing a game a year. And what's blowing my mind is that every one of those games is great. They're all great. Yep. You know what I mean? So for them to pump out quality like that, or just to hear about the fact that they're going to have one, maybe two titles come out yeah. in this coming year, that's crazy exciting, you know? Yeah. Of their of their big titles, they I know they have some kind they have other ones too, but you're really looking at like Bloodborne. You, mm-hmm. you know see a sequel to Bloodborne. Yeah. Um it'd be an interesting move to either remaster Demon Souls or get a sequel to Demon's Demon's Souls. I thought they said that they were Done with the uh, the Souls saga. I do I thought, remember them saying that. Like, they were done I with remember the writing series. something about the president or the director saying like, "We want to try new things," and then everybody was like, "What could those new things be?" And everybody started going like, "Space Souls." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, they could crush a space game. They really, they could probably do could. And don't forget that they're um, the developer of Armored Core. Yeah. So I think that's ooh. something that's been boiling for a while. Like, Armored I'm, Core I'm was sh- from, from software. Yeah. So that was one of their original titles. Or the they, la- they did some of them. I think four and five and maybe one or two they did. I don't think they've done all of them. The last Armored Core, I think, hasn't come out. I think it came out in 2012. So, it, and was, it, didn't it was get, a PS3 title. It was and five did, Nexus. And it did not get great reviews. So I don't think any of the Armored, uh, Armored Core Well, maybe games. it's because of something like that that they were like, okay, let's take this back to the drawing board. Let's figure out how we can make I, this mech game awesome I again. I loved you know? playing that game, though. Like It had just... like. Fitting all the pieces together yeah, and seeing yeah. it, and then having it like the like, behind armor core yeah. is a little intimidating to me because it's, it's very intimidating because it's like you have to worry about balancing weights, you have to worry about like how many weapons you can have on or whatever. Like, there's mm. just a lot to to manage. But like, once you, you're totally right, once you find that perfect balance of everything, it's like oh my gosh. I, I, honestly, when you describe it like that, it kind of sounds like Dark Souls, right? Like yeah. having all the weight and then like managing your shield and your armor and your gun, or, mm. I mean your sword and your gun. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and, or Bloodborne, and just having everything like work in tandem mm-hmm. the way you want it to. Yeah. Um. I mean that that made that game really shine. But you know, it could definitely be intimidating and overly complicated. And you know, I yeah. it could do for a reboot. I actually want a brand new IP. Like I want them and, to try something new. And that's the other option. Yeah. Like I yeah. want the new. Actually, well, I, I think. And I think more they, than sure they do uh, like a sequel to Bloodborne. I, I, I honestly cool, would be. Of anything, I would be most down for a sequel to Bloodborne. Like, I love Dark Souls, but, like, for whatever reason, Bloodborne clicked so much more with me. You seem I, to like Bloodborne a lot more. I don't know you why. you haven't finished I, Dark Souls 3. I, I'm, I actually it. picked up Dark Souls 3 again, just to get footage for yeah, our Year yeah, of the Year right. video, which was fun. Um, but <laughs> for whatever good. reason, when I when I played Bloodborne, it, it's like... Something about the refreshed story, something about like the new aesthetic, the, the combat changed very slightly. It did everything great. You know what yeah. I mean? It was just like... It, that was such a cool way to like reintroduce myself not to like a game but like to that whole genre you yeah. know what I mean this like action and combat game you the, know the one thing I'm worried about if Bloodborne 2 does come out uh, I'm worried about getting tired of Dark Souls-esque games yeah. you know like while Bloodborne is a different game it's, it's a fast oh, yeah, yeah. Dark no, that, that, Souls that's you know? what I mean that and genre you so know now we've mean? had Dark Souls 2 then Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3 and I well, love I mean, those games but 
Bloodborne 2 would come out and you would play it and it would be a great time and then you'd be like, all right, I'm sick of this. But then they'll be like, well, we're not making any more Souls games, so you're good. Well, I think we're I don't done. think it's yeah, on the level of Assassin's creating themselves say. yet. I, I definitely Assassin's, see that yeah. it's like, you know, heading in that trajectory those for are good, sure. Like, they're but good see, games. And just like Far Cry, those are good games. Yeah. But it's like you just get too much of it and it doesn't matter how good they are. Yeah. See, I feel like though, like where the Assassin's Creed tried to be innovative with like different like mechanics and they're like okay we're gonna add a bunch of your friends now and you can call them take out people like they'll just slowly like add more and more stuff but like dark souls is like here's the formula let's just create new maps and then do better with the mechanics on but this the, next but there is a difference between like playing a game fresh you know like oh, if yeah. I haven't, oh yeah if oh, i haven't absolutely. gone back to demon souls or dark i mean like a dark souls game in like two years and then you pick it up again like now it's awesome well again. i mean that that's exactly what happened with dark souls with me the other day like i yeah. put dark souls down shit shortly after it came out yeah and then i haven't played it for that long up until about two weeks ago and then it was just like boom i was like in it like instantly clicked again Uh, like the area that i was in i was like i don't really remember where i am but i'm having an awesome time re-exploring this and figuring out where everything is and then once i found like the next boss i was like yes like this is exactly (laughs) what i love about this game you know so like there's definitely something to like letting it breathe for a little bit there's and a, i think there's definitely fatigue involved in genre and series definitely i totally agree um what kind of game would you want like okay so we were wrapping up this topic really quickly like what what would be a really cool genre to take that like dark souls-esque feel and the mechanics but then add it to something new like what would be fresh space third person it's called shooter. it's called no it's like space too it's called the... neo your ghost samurais <laughs> Go oh, sam- yeah. oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I would say what if I could oh, take yeah, everything. <laughs> I know, right? If I, I could take mix. everything else from from software games, like they're very like deep lore but soft storytelling. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That like the crazy awesome environments they make and stuff. Yep. I think they could just do a straight up survival horror game. Amazing. Yeah. Like nix the combat and stuff. Maybe put guns in it or something. I don't know. But like just a real horror game. You know what I mean? Would you? I feel yeah, like, that's you just like do res- really then well you're just getting like Resident Evil. Or so, or- Resident Evil fanboy, what do you want? Like- <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> I, I would love to see a different aesthetic. Like I want them to go a little bit like into the future. Okay. Like I want to see them do like more tech stuff. They're always in the like I would like to see the tech Dungeons stuff. Dungeons and Dragons space would be great, and Victorian but, yeah. era. Like yeah, like let's let's push this and see what you can do on the sci fi tech side. What was that game that came out on PlayStation, like PS4 when it first came out? And it was like Ninja Samurais. That was uh, I know I know you all know what I'm Wait. talking about. Wait, it was like an MMO kind of thing. Why is it escaping me right Ninja now? Ninja Samurais. Ninja Samurais when? in space. In space. What? Cybernetic Ninja Samurais with like electricity bows. Why is this escaping me right that now? That sounds War Warlord Warlock War. Mm. Oh gosh, not Paragon. Uh, it's escaping me right now. But that Google game later. That game yeah. I think falls into this territory that we're talking about, where it's like space combat craziness. You know what, what I mean? Uh, I console? Wanna... Do you know? Sorry. He was, you said it came out on the PS4. It, it was originally on PC, and then it came out on PS4 as a launch title. It was a oh. free-to-play launch title on PS4. I was thinking way too far back. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. I can't remember. Either way, I'd like to see them branch out and like do something weird. Yeah. You know, like make, it, make them a little uncomfortable. Definitely. Yeah. See what they do. If any of our viewers can remember the name of that game, please help me remember this name of this game. It's like it's like what like you go from The Witcher to Cyberpunk. Like I want to yeah. see that kind of jump around. Actually, yeah. Mm. That's a very good example. Yeah. Like that oh, could be man. fun. Cyberpunk's going to be great. <laughs> Okay. Okay, so our next topic. Mm-hmm. 
so this goes into a bit of a legal jargon, which I don't love to dabble into, but I think this is really interesting, especially because, like, I don't like to hear any companies getting screwed, right? Yeah. Uh, so Atari is a game publisher, former console developer, uh, and one of the companies under them is <laughs> <laughs> one of the companies under them is uh, Frontier. Uh, I think it's Software. And they are the developers of Roller Coaster Tycoon. Okay. So there is currently a legal dispute between Frontier and Atari because Atari is apparently not paying the royalties deserved for uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. Essentially what that means is Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 sold a certain amount. Atari is supposed to pay Frontier a certain amount of those royalties. But apparently the game sold way more than they told Frontier, and now they owe them a bunch of money for mm. their unpaid royalties. So now Frontier is like, well, fuck that, we're getting our money, and they're suing them. Yeah. So what do you guys think about this? I mean, I hate to hear of developers getting screwed, and this just doesn't feel right to me. I don't know. I, why would you hide that? I don't understand like why they would even do that. Well, um, th- that's the big dispute, right? Like Frontier said they didn't want to get legal with it, but when they asked Atari, like, let us audit your records to see how much this game actually sold so we can calculate exactly how many royalties we earned. Atari was just like, no. Like, we're not letting you look at our numbers. Which is fucked up! Because why would you not let them do that unless you're hiding something? You know what I mean? Maybe Atari's in financial trouble and they can't afford these extra royalties that they're supposed to pay them or something? I mean, I don't know. But it's just not right. You know what I mean? It's the only thing I can think of. Either that or greed, but I don't understand why... Like, if you have the money to pay somebody, you should probably pay them. Absolutely. Like, otherwise, it's going to turn legal, right. and it's going to be ugly. That's what I'm saying. you got to disclose those tax returns. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not right, because it's like, you know, you, you think these developers work so hard, and they want to see their game be successful, and obviously the game's success yeah. that they're putting their hard work into is supposed to translate into some I mean, sort did of monetary I, gain for them. And did it, to not get that is just it's just not right. Yeah, I mean, did did Atari give a reason for like why? They... Well, that's that's why it's getting legal. We we will find out All soon. Right. I heard they sent a message, but just it was in a letter. It right. Yeah. Atari, pay your people, man. It's not oh, cool. And then Atari's gonna be no more forever. Just gone. Just gone. <laughs> we'll never see that that logo. That little like wipeout logo. It's like sort of like a Florida Lee, right? Yeah. Atari. So. Oh, it's yeah. a little A, isn't it? It is oh, an yeah, A, but it's like right. the three yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stripe thingies. Okay. What do you say we get into our true gaming topics? Topics. Week? Topics. Weeks. Weeks. Topics. Okay. Week gaming. Right. Nailed it. Topics. So, week, week gaming, yes. Week gaming. So there's a few <laughs> topics that I want to talk about here, but two in particular. One is sort of a core overall gaming perspective kind of thing that affects a lot of games that we play and love. Mm -hmm. And one is sort of a conceptual idea, and I'd like to sort of theorycraft what a game could look like this. So first, let's start with the uh, the thing that affects all games, which is why are mini-maps a terrible idea in games? Let's talk about mini-maps in games for a second. So, yeah. (laughs) Go, Alex. uh, Yeah, Alex, you want to start us off? Well, you, you were saying, you know... You feel pretty strong about this. I know that. Yeah. So my standpoint, just to give us like a a starting off point, right? I think that minimaps need to be handled much better in games or they need to be just removed entirely because so many, so much of the time when I'm playing an open world game like Final Fantasy 15 is the most recent example. I spend more time looking at the minimap than I do at this beautiful, incredible game that you know these developers made for us and it's just like what the fuck and i think it it's being used so much now that it's almost a crutch it's like it's what we sort of need to lean on to progress in games which is kind of a bummer you know what i mean i mean i would definitely say that i think that like 
the origins of the minimap was only to help like people as they started to play video games like in the beginning of video games because i remember way back in the when like on pc talking like windows 95 there's like this tie fighter star wars game where you were literally looking at just black yeah and it was yeah. just dots like as oh yeah stars. But, but you have the little like 3d right. thing yeah, yeah yeah and then you see the little mini map and like you'd be looking at the mini map just because like you wouldn't be able to find anything and well, else it, and it started as a radar you know yeah, like it, yeah, it was yeah just exactly a, it was and it wasn't consistent it would right. it would come, go out like a radar too yeah the blips uh, but i think that it, be, it became a crutch yeah. after a while because well, like people started relying and, on that and i don't feel it, i think it really depends on the game even within the realm of Final Fantasy 15 itself, when you're in the open world space, the minimap's kind of a non-issue. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I no, don't stare at that useful. when I'm walking around. Yeah, but yeah, but you don't you don't stare at it. So, so let's think of a different example, right? So, I I cannot speak to this because I didn't play this game, but I'm familiar with you know I've seen people play it. Witcher Three, right? So, Witcher Three, great open world game. Mm. Game of the year, multiple different outlets or what have you. But when you look at the minimap in that game, all it is is a dotted line showing you where you have to go. So it's almost That's like not, yeah. it's almost like you don't even need to use any sort of navigational skills on your own or any memory of these places that you're yeah. going to. All you do is follow the dotted line on your minimap. Sort of like real life? Yeah, yeah just <laughs> like real life. But it's like it's just kind of I don't know. I feel like that takes away from the overall experience. Because something like The Witcher, like you're talking in this beautiful would, huge world. So what would be the alternative? I'd say remove it entirely. So you use so content- this is a giant fuck. This is one of the biggest worlds ever created in a video game. Yeah, and it's like, all right, so there is <laughs> the city you have to go to is on the other side of the continent. But wait, that direction. Yeah, but with something like that, like if you're trying to go for immersion, then we go compass and map. Like I feel like that would be great because then you could be like, okay, I could see the like you have this map. With yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not necessarily proposing like the right answer here, but I think that with a game that puts a lot of emphasis on the world, take something like Dark Souls or Bloodborne, like we were talking yeah. about before. These are games that we experience the world enough, and yes, they are more truncated than an open world. And they're a little but, little linear, but yeah, no. but we become so familiarized with these places that we almost don't need a map because it's like we know how to get from one place to the other mm. in something like the witcher or like skyrim or something i feel like those are the types of games that would lend themselves even final fantasy it would be a game that lends itself to let's say you have an npc interaction that says oh hey you need to go to this castle uh just follow the river all the way down and then once you see like the fork of the road make a right yeah but, but then so- you actually do that like that's so much cooler you know what yeah, i mean but what ends up happening is First of all, you get lost, and then you get frustrated, or you end up, inevitably, you'll get a map in the game, like a big map, mm-hmm. and you're just opening it every second. And that's why it's in, minimaps are in the game. It's because people are just so annoyed at opening this map every second. Is, is that like, why? I mean, but, yeah, but I think it, it's part it, of it. it also speaks to like waypoints and stuff, right? It's like, again, in something like Skyrim, you just look at your quest waypoint and you don't even pay attention to what's in front of you. You just move in that direction so, until there's a mountain or something right, in but your you way would, that you have to walk but around. But you wouldn't say get rid of waypoints in every game. I, I think it's contextual. I, 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 I think that's, you, what, I can't, that's I, what it's coming down to. Yeah, I can't make a broad stroke or anything, but I'm saying waypoints like contextually. Conversation, I I, no, but I'm, I'm saying just because it doesn't work in that one game. Yeah. And like just. Yes, there's no mini map in Dark Souls, and I love Dark Souls, but like, I I think it's all down to context and what it's like. I love Batman, um, you know, Arkham Asylum, mm-hmm. but that detective mode, 
That's on all the time, and but that's see, annoying. And, and see, that's what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. these are like where the minimap and waypoints and something like Detective Motor and Tomb Raider Survival Instinct, like it all sort of falls onto the same place where it's like it's sort of a crutch. And I'm just trying to think like how could those things be better? Like I honestly think something like Tomb Raider would be much better without something like Survival so, Instinct because I wouldn't need to see the glowing tree right. that I can chop down. I should just True. go up to a tree and chop it down. You know? Right. But I mean, these are just we just don't want to be handheld. And yeah. this conversation started by we should eliminate you know mini maps. Well, and... well, I, I'm coming from the standpoint that I I think they're used as a crutch, and one of the ways that I could see them fixing that is by removing it entirely. I think they also are in there for used as like a... wider access to people too. I mean, yeah. I feel like not everybody's like us, and I feel like when I think about like Halo, for instance, mm-hmm. you take away that mini map, I'm fucked. Super fucked, <laughs> right? But there are people who could play like that. Yeah, I it's like the minimap. Old school games, you know, they didn't have like you were saying. They don't have any minimaps. They didn't have auto run. They didn't have teleport or waypoints. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and that while it gave you a certain experience that like you had to do it on your own, and there weren't yeah. side quests back in the day, so you just had to grind. And we have fond memories of grinding, I guess, like for certain games, but. Games just evolved to a point where people just don't want to do that anymore. So yeah. they, so like, the they question, give you other challenges. The question is, are they bad? Or like, I don't think they're what, inherently bad. They what was the question? Be, they need to be done well <laughs> yeah, in context. I, yeah, I th- I, it's basically just like, let's talk about the role that they play in oh. games. Uh, and it's just like, I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like there are, will always be an alternative that could be handled better. I feel like you know when uh, game designers are making games, they they just put a mini map in because they're like, well, obviously it's a big world. We need right, a mini right. Map. It's become uh, like a. I would say an example that took standard. it in a different direction that I think did it pretty well. I I don't know. Did either of you guys play Firewatch? No. So you want to play that? Yeah. So in Firewatch, that's that's a game where you have a map, but at no point in time do you see where you are on the map. Because, like, hmm. it's a first-person perspective, and you're this, like, park ranger or whatever. And when you look on the map, it's just a map. So when you're like, okay, let me figure out where I am in context of this map, it's like, okay, there's the spot tower over here. So then you, like, point yourself, and you're like, oh, there's a tower over there. And then it's like, okay, and the lake's over there. And you're like, okay, there I am. So, like, then yeah, you can, yeah. like, triangulate your position, right? Like, that's cool because it uses your inherent, like, but that is also a- ability a ch- to navigate. I yeah. mean, that's like a navigating, exploring, and tracking game. Yeah, but I'm saying like so the, like, the emphasis is kind of on that's a, right that navigation portion. But when the game isn't wanting you to spend so much time focusing on like the map or the mini map, they'll give you like, hey, this is Fable. I'm gonna throw down some. I'm, stupid, I'm gonna give like, you a golden, golden dust track to follow. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. The Witcher wants you to explore and experience the environment. It doesn't want you to like spend all your time trying to find stuff. Yeah. If they made yeah. the barrier to each of the quests like find it. Needle and haystack situation. That would. You that know would what suck. was a good. I'll, I'll tell you what. You know what was a really good stopgap between this that I think did it so well. Did not have a mini map, but also like gave you the ability to do something in Dead Space Two. Did you ever play Dead Space Two? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. How there was no mini map, but if you felt like you needed a pathway, oh, yeah, you push in the stick yeah, and, you, and bam, you and, and you saw thing. the trail on the ground. Right. But sometimes you're just running around clicking that thing, like like. But but like again, it's not way. something that's just ever present. Where you like press in the joysticks a lot. Oh no no, no. but th- I do. But this time, I was, <laughs> this time I was, yeah, because it's like Rocket League. I changed something. I remember in GTA, you would like turn and it would just like beep. <laughs> every time I would drive, I would honk the horn when yeah, I tried to turn truck. Anyway, uh, but th- in this specific situation, it's yeah. like if I want to backtrack or if I backtrack and then want to go on the original path, um, I'd just be clicking that thing over and over again because yeah. it, like it disappears after a while, so you just have to keep uh, like yeah. and you can't it open. I'm not sure if you can move with it. 
Uh, with, you it. cannot move with right, it. Right, you just stop and he like Honestly, his hand down. when uh, I think right. back to that, I would only use it to be like, okay, that's the way it wants me to go. I'll yeah, move in the other yeah, direction, exactly. you know. That it was um, useful for that. Yeah, so so at least in that context, it was something optional. It wasn't ever present. It wasn't a crutch, you know yeah. what I mean? It was something that you could use if you wanted to, but you could very easily go through the whole game without it. And I, I liked when I liked that they found a creative solution to that. Well, yeah. I mean, that game had a lot yeah. of creative solutions too. That was just like Definitely. the like what the menu game. and yeah, and then the, they just fucked it all up like, with three. Okay. <laughs> if I was to be frank, like I've been listening to you guys talk about, but you're Justin. I know. If I'm going to be Justin for a second, right? I've been listening to you guys talk about mini maps. If I was to like in any of my games, mini maps to me are okay, and I would say like in context that makes sense a lot. Like I like when things are part of a story, right? So if like for instance you're Batman and you have a radar, and then little mini map is like on the side of your screen because like. You know, it's part of your suit or your capabilities. That's cool. That's fine. Totally. When I look at, like, Final Fantasy fifteen, like, the minimap is more or less a crutch. Like, I guess I don't really need it that much because I look at the map so freaking often. Except when you're in dungeons. <laughs> right. The dungeon part. We did talk about this before. But the dungeon part does suck because there's no black fog. And you're like, well, everybody's like, where are we supposed to go? There's so many ways. And you're like, well, I'm looking at the minimap right now. And that's obviously not the right way. Yeah. yeah. But then you go any other way and you get a potion. Yeah. Or... An elixir. That's true. Or mm-hmm. another potion. Yeah. You never get <laughs> You need those cool. potions, man. But uh, no, I would say it would have to be like context is heavy. I like that. But it also depends, again, on the game. Not just like context of the game or like the story, but like the type of game. Like for instance, first person shooters. If you're playing a yeah, multiplayer first person right. shooter, you kind of need that. Otherwise, just a bunch of people who whoever spots the other person first wins, right? That's really no... strike. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah. then you look at... um. You look at like uh, a game where like Witcher, right? I feel like the mini map was kind of useful. I mean, I only saw it through plays of yeah, Witcher, you needed but, it, really. but it's useful because it's like I know where I need to go, but I don't like I don't want to spend too much time I trying think, to figure out. I think where really I at the end of the day, there just needs to be thought for right. it. It shouldn't just be thrown totally. in haphazardly. <laughs> totally, it, it should be it thought behind thought. everything. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but a lot of the time, something a lot of time there's not, mm. and that's what sucks. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna go into that. Let's okay. go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. So let's move on to, yeah, there you go. So let's move on to true gaming topic of the week number two. Two. Mm, okay. Two. So this is more theory crafting. <laughs> Thank you for the echo. Uh, oh, this is more theory crafting around a type of game that we can make, right? Yeah. So this question comes from Reddit user The Clarion Call. And their question is Could a single player game <laughs> focused around being a healer be made fun and interesting? I don't think there's ever been a game where the main character is the healer. And frankly, in M- any MMOs that I play, I never play you the know healer a game? for that reason. No. But no. I would say absolutely. Okay. Like, I think you could just... Ma- like, I'm just a big believer in if you create a mechanic that is, like, enjoyable and, like, interesting enough, like... It, it's all about the mechanics. It's all about having it to be a fun experience. Yeah. And uh, a single-player actually- game... Where you're the healer. Well, see, here's the thing. So (laughs) when I think about that, the only context that I can put it in, I'm sorry for cutting off, the only context I can put it in is an MMO, right? And to me, and and this is not shots fired to anybody who's a healer in an MMO, but I always look at that as sort of like a a supplementary role, right? Like, that, that is like a very necessary role, but like... That's not the hero, you know what I mean? Yeah. The hero is the tank or but the like, DPS or somebody killing the thing, not just keeping the people alive to kill what, the thing, even though they are the most heroic. They, the, the job couldn't get done without them. What if we made Overwatch a single-player game where you only played as Mercy and you had a story behind that, but your job is literally to follow around other people healing people? That, that's what I'm saying. Like, Could that be fun and interesting, though? A no, whole but then game, it goes back to what Alex said. That. 
with the mechanics yeah. you can make it really cool if you're like you're like the commander or something there was know, an awesome game right now, but... on on mobile where instead of playing the heroes you played the blacksmith in the town no oh, no, yeah. no no the, the, the shopkeeper yeah no yeah oh wait yes there were a That's couple a games game. that have this yeah. kind of like purpose, there's another one they flip the roles and you're really just providing gear to the heroes that go out and do things yeah and it was a lot of fun yeah so yeah. it's like i could definitely see this a game where you're like it'd be buffs I do remember and like but, but could providing... it only be healing because i'm trying to think right like uh, my mind's going to like a single player narrative thing right if you're a healer through the whole thing like how could you fight a final boss what would a what would a boss You'd have look like as a healer maybe you're creating the party and because of the party dynamics you're actually commanding the party to like do stuff but you're mm. like the healer Oh wait, no, but that what if, what no if, longer would be like, like the healer of the. Yeah. What if you're like the dark priest in WoW, and like your healing powers can be inverted and be also killing powers? Well, if you, then it's not healing. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really a good point. But I, I, I think <laughs> if it's like pure healing, I think means... you definitely could. You have an army in front of you, and you're just healing them left and right, and you have to do it strategically based on who's taking the most damage, based on who's, and you can protect them from different elements. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you have what different if, types of healing. What if a final boss was like you're you're in this town, and like a dragon's like destroying the town and making these passes and killing all the stuff and you have to like put protection barriers on yeah. different like buildings and heal up the people that are dying and stuff or or it's like he's going into like rts mode yeah yeah it's like or yeah it, yeah it comes out to me i'm thinking third person maybe you actually. have like a golem that like follows you around and you have to heal him while he's attacking things maybe he's like really weak he's like really slender and weak but you can heal different parts of his body so they get like buff as he's attacking huh parts of his yeah. appendages so like good. he's swinging with his right arm and then he buff it like uh popeye or something yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly he just, what like, i smash with someone in the face and he gets real thin again that'd be cool um that you have to add strategy into it i mean this is really just it's just another it's a mechanic it's another way of attacking yeah another way of like winning um, i'm surprised that nobody's like thought to explore this before no you know i think they I mean? have but then like while we're going through it right now i'm starting to see like I'm starting to think or feel of other games that are like, oh, we started with this, but then it ended up branching out into this much grander game, gotcha. and it didn't solo that just the healing part. Because right. I feel well, like it's the same with an, like a, a character that's just offensive. Like, well, they always branch out. They're not just going to be hack and slash. No, no, the whole no. Time. Because there yeah. are hack and slash games. Like there are games yeah. where you just. But is there a game where you replace the hack and slash with just the uh, heal people? Well, yeah. of course not. That's yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like a lot of the games, like you're asking, well, why don't they? Why haven't they done that before? Yeah. Right? And the question, the real answer is, well, they probably maybe thought of that, but then it just started branching out into other things. You know? Yeah, I feel like there could be something cool there because, like Alex was saying, like if you have a mechanic that's that's really cool and interesting to do, like if if healing someone was like like reloading in gears of war like you hit a button and then you have to like time the button press or something like maybe your amount of of it yeah you know maybe your amount of healing depends on like some sort of like timed button prompt or something then it becomes like a puzzly kind of not puzzly like um not a puzzle but that's what a a lot of time that's what a lot of boss battles are though like you have to attack certain parts of their body yeah yeah you have to like do certain things to achieve victory they're like most good boss battles are puzzles Hmm. even dark souls like you have to make sure you attack the right time he does this i dodge backwards when he does that right it's more active but you can definitely do it yeah yeah i guess if you did a healing game where uh it was a little less active more maybe partially like a like undertale kind of like splice where that did something well your hero could be a really weak guy and 
he's like not very skilled but he just runs into battle and he gets his ass kicked but he can keep healing himself yeah so he can keep getting up and getting in there and maybe his arm will fall off but you know you can heal that back and <laughs> like he, he just gets in there and does his thing yeah. um, and he's, hmm. you get skills along the way to help you out that would but, actually be pretty cool yeah um, I like that idea and your, re- your regeneration powers get faster I mean then you're Wolverine but I mean that's the closest you're gonna get to a healer then you yeah. are Wolverine <laughs> But, uh, that Wolverine Origins game was dope back in the day. You ever play that one? I did. That was it, a great game. It was good for like two or three hours. Oh, yeah. Well, was that a Platinum it, game? It, it was a God of War Was it a Platinum it, game? I, I don't know. I feel like it, it must like have been. It felt like a Platinum been. game. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun, though. Yeah. Like, you'd get hit and like you'd, your face would get shredded and mm-hmm. like... It's way more violent than you would see. It, like, you could leap on guys and like just literally like claw them through the face. Like, it was crazy. Uh, but that was... I think those are all pretty good ideas. For, I think uh, it can be done. It, it's not... Uh, it's not the standard. It's not you know the prototypical uh, game, so it would really take some kind of doing. Yeah, yeah. certainly. Certainly. But, uh, I think you do it. So get to a game developers. Faith. It all comes down to like mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. It was a cool uh, idea. What? Hmm. Anyway, no. All right. Well, I think that wraps up uh, episode 61 of the TZR podcast. Uh, all of our listeners, just so I can remind you, this is the TZR podcast. You can download us every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern on your favorite iTunes service across the web, including iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, and so on. Uh, if you have any questions for us, you can reach us at podcast at com. You should like all of our social stuff because we have all of that. You should check out thezerereview.com for news and reviews. We post new content every single day. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is where you might be seeing this right now. YouTube. And we will see you next week. Thank you, Chow. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Skirbo. And we will see you you. on the next one. That's the way.